0: Hey there, everyone. It's Joe from Ainsley's Gold, Silver Standard Insights, brought to you by goldsilverstandard.com and ainsleybullion.com.au. Today's topic is the petrodollar, Bretton Woods and Nixon. That's part one of a three-part series. I'll post a link below to the Ainsley website for you to follow along. Of course, we have Chris Tipper here to break down the morning's news. And joining Chris today is the author of said news, Alex Hutchinson from Siltec Precious Metals, a regular contributor. It's great to have her back. So Chris
1: and Alex, over to you. Thanks, Joe. To properly understand where we are currently in the markets, it's important to take a look back into our history to see where we came from. Today, Alex is joining us after taking a closer look at the petrodollar system and its origins as a solution to the financial crisis that was happening at the time to see the implications for where we are now and going forward. With the US dollar pushing back up to extreme highs, the potential for a new system to emerge is growing by the day, as it increasingly looks like the status quo is no longer fit for purpose, and is potentially going to crash the global economy in a way that could take decades to rebuild from. So thanks for joining us to discuss all of this and welcome back, Alex.
2: Oh, thank you for having me, Chris, and nice to see Joe again too.
1: Well, let's let's jump in, and and that article is great today. And I know that's the first part that you're looking at. A few parts to this, um, giving us that sort of background and history. But can you give us that sort of big picture overview of what what happened historically and and how we sort of got to where we are today? So
2: obviously, we've talked a lot recently about what's been going on with the U.S. dollar and causing inflation across the world. And what I'm trying to look at at the moment is where where how the uh, petrodollar started and why it started. So we need to look back when the previous currency, reserve currency was going on. So the previous reserve currency was implemented around 1944 uh, at the peak of the of World War II, when the Allies were looking at ways to trade between each other. Now, how they implemented it was under a thing called Bretton Woods, which was named after an area in the US that um, the deal was signed. Mm-hmm. So. With Bretton Woods, it was the gold standard, and the U.S. dollar was pegged to gold, and all other currencies were pegged to the U.S. dollar. There was flexibility within the um, within the fixes, but that was, you know, done on a yearly basis or a quarterly basis, just when needed. Um, so, what this did, though, was by about 1958, um, the U.S. dollar was attached to gold and countries needed dollars to rebuild after world war ii so basically the european countries were devaluing so to speak their dollars against the us dollar the us was running huge deficits and was settling these deficits with gold out of fort knox Mm -hmm. now by about 19 by the 1960s the u.s had entered a recession because they their their dollar had appreciated so much that their goods were so expensive so in around the 1960s um the the federal reserve at the time uh with treasury were trying to raise interest rates but there was a new inward focus because the us was in recession to stop to not allow them to do it so they were just making it very difficult for the federal reserve who should be independent um, to increase interest rates and this all sort of culminated by about 1971 um, when Nixon was in power where he did an inward focused um, policy which was televised which was called the new economic policy now he was trying to achieve three things there was a new um job standard unemployment rate of four percent they were trying to reach they were trying to stem inflation and cost of living and the third thing was they were protecting the us dollar because the gold outflows had been so big um there's always been speculation that there was nothing left in Fort knox at the time but no one still knows um so what what he did at the time was he cut taxes he then put um holds on on goods and then he put an import tariff of about 10 percent of anything coming into the us now what this then did was all the european countries started to sell the us dollar so now then there was a huge deflationary pressure back on the us dollar and short of it collapsing because nixon wouldn't allow any more gold outflows to settle any of the any of the outflows of us dollar he then ran off to saudi arabia and said hey i'm going to give you lots of arms i'm going to protect you from now on but i want all oil settlements in you in us dollars and that in 1973 that started the what's now known as the petrodollar which became the new reserve currency because the gold reserve currency had collapsed
1: so that's that's fantastic that's um a lot of information there so i could see as you were saying that a lot of parallels with today um there seems to be some of those themes playing out could you could you elaborate on that a little bit
2: so the first one and my favorite one is comparing the new economic policy to america first by trump
1: yeah make america great again
2: make america great again Well, that's exactly what nixon was trying to do and really it was the beginning of the end now in the 1960s, when Kennedy and Johnson were in power, it was kind of the start of that. And Nixon was the the final nail in the coffin. And if you look at what Biden's been doing, he is still very inwardly focused. He criticized the UK Prime Minister the other day for raising taxes, yet he his his spend on um on infrastructure and all these policies are highly inflationary just like her tax cuts but he's allowed to criticize them and i found this fantastic quote um, from george Pompidou, who was the french uh prime minister back in the 1960s now that the french were probably the smartest european country at the time they were making sure they got their gold on every exchange So they were the ones draining the reserves. So they were highly critical of the gold currency at the time. And his line was the international monetary system is functioning poorly because it gives advantages to countries with a reserve currency. These countries can afford inflation without paying for it. sounds a lot like the petrodollar now
1: absolutely so we knew that back then yet we still carried on anyway and here we are all these years later in the exact same situation
2: exact same situation
1: I it I find the whole thing quite crazy because I know um that it has been building and I know we're starting to see some trade happening outside of the US dollar um if you look at the BRICS, for example we've got 20 percent of the world GDP and over 40 percent of the global population sitting in those countries or the BRICS plus now because I know they're sort of looking to expand a little bit yeah. you compare that to the US having 16 percent of GDP and just over four percent of the population you go well you know that there, there's a disparity there um that's really being papered over by the strength of the US dollar and the fact that they have that as a reserve currency yeah. so there's a lot of things going on I mean you've got the BRICS countries talking about directly trading with each other in oils and commo- in oil and commodities um which would be a threat to that petrodollar yeah. system um and you've even got i know um we were talking earlier about uh, China potentially looking at alternatives to the Swiss system and Russia wanting to get on board that obviously they'll booted out of that system yeah um, so you know there's there's a lot there's a lot of potential issues around the edges here um if you try to uh, sort of step back a bit from the US so when you're talking about them being very internally focused if you start to move that focus out internationally the rest of the world isn't necessarily going to accept an America first policy in this day and age I wouldn't think now I
2: I think you know the this US reserve currency I think what Nixon did back in 1973 was clever and a fluke and if you look at you know who us was protecting back then well it was the middle east well i don't think they've got many friends left in the middle east they certainly don't have many friends left in asia and you know i've just been to europe and i was talking to you about it uh earlier today walking around berlin at the moment the like my kids pointed it out the graffiti in berlin at the moment is "fuck biden that is it it is written absolutely everywhere um, so he's run out you know america's running out of friends and we've spoken about the soy dollar um from yes. argentina before you've got the the um, the chinese now trading with russia um on something called the C- cips so that what
1: um, it was a, a China a cross-border interbank payment system. I that's think
2: it, that's yeah. it. So you've got you've got China now trading with Russia with that, and you've got India, despite you know all the pressure around the world right now, um, saying to saying to America and everyone else, no, we're going to keep taking the oil, and they're now saying they're just going to swap it straight for commodities, and then the nail in the coffin for the US right now is that Saudi Arabia is now talking about a Petro One so getting well away from the petrol dollar um so there's a lot of movement away from all this money going back through the U.S. and therefore the reserve currency you know is under threat
1: yep and do you think I mean this is my personal opinion on it um you've had when I have this conversation with people often there's this sense of no that that can't happen um the U.S. is too strong the U.S. is too big um, and powerful it's the the you know global superpower I feel that maybe there's a bit of complacency there um and a bit of arrogance there and you know the the good example I think is recently when you talk about Saudi Arabia um they not necessarily um coming to the party and, and butting heads a little bit with Biden that's that's a real problem when you've got a, a relationship that's just assumed to continue when if, if you don't make the conditions good, if you if you don't look after your friends, then perhaps they go and look for new friends elsewhere.
2: Yeah, look, I think the Republicans have been very conscious of trying to keep this reserve currency going and trying to keep friends. Yep. And from what I'm seeing from Biden, he doesn't seem to be trying to keep friendly. So he was pressuring OPEC the other day to increase output and their response um, over the top of what the U.S. is doing to Russia was to drop drop production by two million dollars, two million barrels a day. Yep. They've done exactly the opposite of what they've asked. So, you know, there comes a point when you forget who your friends are and you forget what got you there, and that just seems to be what's going on at the moment out of the U.S.
1: Uh, and it's it's a, it's a it's a problem, and um. I think we'll probably pull it up there but there's a lot more to discuss and that's why i'm really looking forward to your next two couple of um, (laughs) next couple of parts on this so thank you for for your work on that and i'm looking forward to reading the the other parts as they come through so um yeah thanks for that and we'll we'll keep in touch and continue on this story
2: awesome thanks so much for having me again
1: all right see you next time Bye.
0: Well, once again, thanks for being on the show, Alex and Chris. I'll see you on the next one. And of course, for the audience, head over to the Discord channel. That's discord.gg forward slash gold. The perfect way to continue the conversation. Chris will be on there for the next one or two hours after the upload of this video. So ask your questions. You'll get a response. And give us your feedback. We really want to hear from you. Of course, I want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Ainsley for the wide range of informational videos that you get five days a week, including specials as well. So check that out. And of course, while you're on the internet, head over to goldsilverstandard.com. That's bringing gold and silver into the digital world. As we say here at the end, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world. Take care and we'll see you next time.